Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We had sheep on our family farm when I was growing up. My first memories was how excited I was each spring when my dad would bring in several newborn lambs into the house. He had a little pen set up in one of the rooms. My brothers and I would play with them. We get to feed them with baby bottles. It was cute. A lot of fun. As I got a little bit older, I realized that the reason my dad would bring the lambs into the house is because their mothers had rejected them, wanted nothing to do with them. And if my dad would leave them out there and the mothers would not be close to them, give the warmth of their bodies to keep them warm, even the springs in North Dakota were very cold. These baby lambs would die. They'd freeze and die. So my dad brought them into the house. Part of my chores as I got older was walking through the pasture to find the sheep that had gotten caught in the fence. Stupid sheep. They'd stick their head in a small hole and then they couldn't get back out again. Or maybe they had fallen over on their backs with their thick woolen Bodies, they could not get back up on their feet. We'd help them back up again. We had to regularly move them from pasture to pasture because when they ate the grass, they ate it way down to the nubs so the grass would not grow anymore. They'd kill the the land. They'd wreck the property there. So we had to keep moving them so the grass would not get eaten down so far. Sheep were really stupid. Sheep also didn't have the ability to protect themselves from predators. You look at them. They had no claws. They ran really slow. And their teeth were short. Nothing to defend themselves. After a lynx had killed one of our sheep, my dad started spending the nights in the pasture with the sheep waiting for the lynx to come back. And finally he did. My dad shot it, killed it with a shotgun. It was in connection with the care of our sheep that I heard my dad, the closest he ever came to using cuss words. Frequently I'd hear him say, cry my medley. The sheep were stupid. They're completely Absolutely, frustratingly helpless and stupid. Without our help, many of the lambs would have been dying. The adults would be lying helplessly on their backs in the pasture. They'd be caught in the fences or they'd be killed by the predators we had in the area. Another vivid memory I have of my dad is he'd come out to the pasture and he'd cry out, Hamalay! Hamalay! And the sheep would all come running. As soon as they heard his voice, they'd come running quickly. My brothers and I would try calling it out. (laughs) It never worked. The sheep ignored us. They would only come when they heard my dad's voice. They knew that he was the one who made sure that they got fed. He was the one that made sure that they were safe. All these memories came rushing back to me when I read Jesus' words in this evening's text. 
I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Fellow redeemed. Shepherding, taking care of sheep, was quite common in Jesus' time. Therefore, the people knew what he was talking about when he compared himself to a shepherd. It was a good way for Jesus to get his point across. Everyone knew the difference between a good shepherd and a shepherd who was only watching over the sheep for the wages. He didn't really care about the sheep. He was just a hireling or a hired hand. A good shepherd was completely committed to the welfare, to the care of his sheep. The sheep were constantly in his thoughts, trying to think of ways to keep them safe, places where he needed to move them so they had plenty of food, plenty of water. He knew each one of the sheep by name, by their markings, by their unique personalities. The sheep that were injured, he tended to with care. The same thing with the pregnant ones. They received special care. The younger ones were protected from the grouchy older sheep who could not, did not have the patience to put up these bundles of energy. And the older sheep he protected from these bundles of energy. The sheep were in the thoughts of the shepherd. He made sure that they were moved often, that they always had plenty of grass to eat, water to drink. And this is opposed to the hireling who just wanted to get paid for the time he spent there watching the sheep. He didn't really care about the sheep. He just wanted to put his time in, collect his wages, and go back home. <laughs> if they had cell phones at that time, he'd probably be the one who'd spend the whole time looking down his phone, playing games, not looking up once to check on a sheep. Jesus describes himself as being the good shepherd. But what does this mean to us? What does this mean to you? It means that you are always in the thoughts of God. God knows all of your movements. He knows your thoughts. He knows your desires. He knows your needs. There isn't anything about you that God does not know. Psalm 139, verses 2 through 6 says, this is King David speaking, You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with me all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in from behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. King David was a wonderful psalm writer, and he's someone who knew sheep. He spent his youth taking care of his father's sheep. He knew how to take care of the sheep. He knew their needs. He could anticipate what they might be doing. So it's not strange at all that King David would use the example of a shepherd to describe the love and care that Jesus, that God, has for us, his people. He wrote the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. As I said, it used to frustrate us kids when we couldn't call the sheep like our dad did. My brothers and I, we'd try varying the pitch of our voice. 
We try emphasizing different syllables, trying any way to get her voice right. Why was this important? Because it was kind of a big pasture. When it was time to feed the sheep, we had to make sure they all came and got food. If they didn't come running, we had to go get them. And being kids, we were lazy. So we tried to call them. We tried everything we could. It did not work. We could never get the sheep to come to us. Jesus said, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. The Greek word for know means to understand, to perceive, to have intimate knowledge of. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. God does know us quite well. God knows that we love him. God knows that we love him imperfectly. God knows that like sheep, we frequently act stupidly. We frequently go against his will. God knows that we don't have the ability to protect ourselves from Satan's attack on our faith. Yet, God and his God has not, in frustration, turned away from us. He continues showering us with undeserved love and mercy. Just imagine how wonderful that is. He does not turn away from us in frustration, despite how stupid we are, despite how sinful we are. He showers us. He continues to shower us with undeserved love, grace, and mercy. And this grace and mercy from God creates trust, faith in our hearts. It's an extraordinary miracle, the faith that's created in our hearts. The most beautiful thing, actually, in this world, that we are able to recognize God's love and mercy towards us and that we can respond to it in saving faith. After seeing God's love for us, after putting ourselves in the pasture of God's word, we will never fail for the false voice of Satan or his agents who want to destroy us. Jesus knows us. We know him. How blessed are we? May we never take this for granted. In the verses following our text, we're told, I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me but I lay it down of my own accord. This is the true test of a good shepherd. In the verses surrounding our text, Jesus warned that when a hired hand sees danger coming to the sheep, he'd only be worried about himself, the danger he was in. Thinking of himself first, he would abandon the sheep when the threat comes, allowing the sheep to be slaughtered by the wolf or other danger. My daughter, Kim, called me up two days ago. She told me they had some wild dogs in the area, and that morning she heard some noise out there. They've got some sheep or some goats and some chickens in the pen, and there was a dog, one of the wild dogs, trying to get in there. She went rushing down. She grabbed a bat and went rushing down there. She said the dog wanted to come at her, but she was using the bat to keep her away. She was a good, well, chicken herder or whatever you might call it. She cared for the chickens. A good shepherd cares for the sheep. 
Jesus cares for us. Looking at a shepherd, how a shepherd stands up to the danger that might be facing his sheep, we see a wonderful example of our Lord Jesus Christ. He saw the danger of Satan, the old evil foe, he who walks about seeking whom he may devour. Satan wants to destroy you and me. Not only in this life, but he wants to take away our faith so we lose the assurance of eternal life in heaven. Jesus saw the danger that Satan posed towards his sheep, to you and me. Jesus stood firm against this enemy. He laid down his life to save us. Jesus Christ fought this battle on the cross, and he triumphed over death. And Jesus still fights this spiritual battle for us. He gave us his word. Through his word, we have the strength to stand against the old evil foe. The word gives us the promises of God. It warns us against the treachery of Satan. And we have the assurance from this word of God that whenever we act like stupid sheep, God will be there to defend us. Or he will be there to comfort and encourage us while when we face the consequences of our sin. God promises he will never leave us or forsake us. There's so much more that we could use to describe Jesus as our good shepherd. I think one of the best passages of the Bible that does do this, does, that does show how wonderful our Lord is as a good shepherd, is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds strong in the true faith to which you've been brought. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. Continue with the next hymn.